Hi, my name is Colin Wood, and welcome to the Long Hollow Stories Podcast. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Today we have Kristen Sisk in the podcast studio with us. Kristen, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Kristen is, tell us tell us your official title. I don't want to mess it up. I am the children's ministry manager um, for the, LH Kids. Okay, the children's ministry manager for LH Kids. So what that means to me, the father of four, is that two of my kids are in your ministry, correct? If they're kindergarten through fifth grade, yes. Kindergarten through fifth grade. Okay, so one of my four yes. uh, is under your leadership. Yes. Thank you so much for serving us as parents and as members of Long Hollow. Yeah, I love it. It's um, it's such a blessing to get to do what you love every day um, as a calling. Um, and um, it's something that God has really just kind of placed on my heart um, within the past couple of years, truthfully. Um, and so it's been a neat thing to kind of see God's plan unfold in my life over the last, honestly, three years of being at Long Hollow. So, Well, our church is large and our staff is large. And uh, many times folks don't know a lot of our staff members. So I wanted to have you on to talk about uh, yourself and your family and your call to ministry. Maybe tell us a little bit about Long Hollow Kids. So are you ready? Absolutely. Okay, my first question is, how often do people ask you about Shane Sisk? All the time. (laughs) (laughs) Because Shane's wife is Kristen Sisk, but not you. But not me. Okay. I'm much shorter, and we don't have quite as many children yet. Okay, (laughs) but I have accidentally texted the wrong Kristen Sisk before when I had a kids ministry question. More than once, I think I've been told. I think so, too. (laughs) I still have to figure out how to get you separated in my phone to get that clear. But I apologize. It's, it's all right. It's, you're not the only one to do it. And it's not the last time it's ever going to happen. So it's fine. So tell me about your family. You're married. Yes, I am. Okay. I, um, Rob and I met in college um, at Lee University. Um, and goodness, that's been seven years ago. Um, and yeah, just... Do you have uh, children? We do. How many? We have one uh, little girl. Her name is Ella Grace. Um, and she is nine months old. So wow, um, yeah, we're new to the parent, the parent world. Parenthood's a new adventure for us, and we're loving it. Um, every thing that she does, we've always got our phones out. We're taking videos, taking pictures of her, and we can't get enough of her. So well, don't stop. The first child, as as a dad of four, I will say this: that the more kids you have, the less pictures and videos you start to take. Sorry, Carter, Griffin, MJ, but it seems like the first one gets the most, mm-hmm. so keep it up, uh, and then as if you, if God blesses you with more, continue to do that. Yeah, I'm actually the youngest of two, so I am the product of there being no <laughs> photo or video evidence of no me as evidence a child. No evidence of your childhood. <laughs> so, yeah, we have all these videos of my older brother walking and crawling and... Pictures, wow. photo albums filled with him. And then when I came along, it's like, oh, we've already done this once. It's fine. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself. Where did you grow up? Um, I'm originally from South Alabama. Um, I grew up in a town just north of Gulf Shores. So we always had the beach close by for vacation spots. So that's nice. Um, and I was raised, um, I do have an older brother, um, and I was raised in a really strong Christian home. Um, and remember, Going to children's ministry, um, my mom and dad actually volunteered in the kids' ministry that I was a part of for all the years that I can remember. Um, and then as I got into middle and high school, 
really involved in my youth group. And my mom and I actually taught a preschool class together um, when I was um, in middle and high school. And so uh, we had a little group of five-year-olds that we taught for years. Um, And so we would get a new group every, every school year, but so it sounds like you grew up in church and even yes. serving in church. Yes. How did you come to know Jesus? Um, honestly, I think it would be uh, the model that uh, my parents really set in place. We grew up, um, like I said, I grew up in a church that um, was very strong with serving, even in youth, uh, youth getting connected and youth serving. So I saw that model uh, from a young age. And uh, with the pastor that I had, he was actually our children's pastor, and then he left and started a church, so my parents followed after him and followed with him. And I don't know, I think it was the model of um, just seeing the love of Jesus displayed in what my parents did. Now, yes, of course, they're humans too, so they— They had an imperfect marriage, um, but they worked every day to make it to make it work. I mean, they didn't give up. They didn't quit. And so seeing just the model and the example that they set um, and I went to a private Christian school as well. So kind of I had Christianity and just the Lord around me at all times. And I was raised pretty sheltered, honestly, um, with having a Christian school background and also going to church. Um, Most of my friends were either at my school or at church, so I didn't have um, a lot of friends not in that world. Um, So I had uh, really Jesus everywhere that I turned. Um, And so that was that was definitely a blessing to to be brought up in such a such a loving atmosphere. Uh, I just really saw the love of the Lord exemplified in everything, really. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I have a similar background growing up in a Christian home and being in church every time the doors were yeah. open, two or three, four times a week, Absolutely. depending on uh, what was going on. Um, but I, I don't know what your experience is like, but for me, uh, it took God breaking through a lot of head knowledge. Mm-hmm. For me to realize, hey, it's more than just knowing about God. It's that you need, I needed a personal relationship with Jesus. Was that kind of your experience too? Absolutely. Um, I would say, again, in elementary school, I was very sheltered um, and even a little bit in high school as well. But I would say my relationship with the Lord, um, while I had an understanding and I would say that I knew about Jesus whenever I was in elementary school, the the relationship aspect didn't really come into my life until uh, I was probably in freshman or sophomore of high school. I had some pretty rough relationships, mm-hmm. um, dated some not great characters, mm-hmm. um, and that really um, separated my relationship with my parents for quite a while and really pushed me away from the Lord. And I used that as an excuse for quite a while and finally just woke up one day and um, I saw what it was doing to my attitude and how I was dealing with other people around me. And finally, my mom honestly was the person that was just, Kristen, you really need to wake up um, and realize what's going on and what you're doing and you're pushing people away. And so I just cried out to the Lord and I was just, God, like, this isn't who I am. Um, This isn't who you've created me to be. And um, I want to quit living this life and just being influenced by definitely the wrong crowd and the wrong people. And so I would say that uh, it was my sophomore year of high school when I really um, decided to make my relationship with the Lord my own and not um, go off of the head knowledge that I had from, again, being raised in a Christian home Mm -hmm. and going to school in a private school. Wow. What a great uh, background to be able now to come alongside parents and help them disciple and point their kids to to Jesus. It reminds me, just hearing you say that, 
um, of Proverbs 22, 6 that says, start a youth out on his way, even when he grows old, he will not depart from it. It sounds like when you went through uh, that time in high school, when you were rebelling in a sense, um, that God used your upbringing to call you back to himself and call you to himself in a salvation relationship. How encouraging to us as as parents. So when do you feel like God was calling you into ministry to work, uh, maybe not even in kids' ministry, ministry, but to serve him as your job? Um, so my mom is a teacher, okay. and I keep going back to my mom because I feel like she's the person in my life that's really... Uh, been an example for me. And so I did a lot again in high school with a student. I student taught a little bit as just kind of like a teacher's assistant type. Mm -hmm. And so I went to a very small school. And so a bunch of people had said, oh, you're going to be a great teacher one day. You're going to be just like your mom. And I loved my mom, but I didn't want to be a teacher. (laughs) And so my dad had actually said about probably towards the end of my junior year, beginning of my senior year of high school, I think you'd be really great at athletic training in college as a Mm -hmm. a major to pursue and I had played uh, a couple sports in high school and was like you know what that sounds like a great idea I'll give that a try not even really researching what all went into athletic training or anything like that and so I made it about a year and a half um, in athletic training and I remember calling my mom and dad after my first semester of my sophomore year just in tears like there's no way I can do this I'm failing classes and I'm miserable I'm doing homework till like three and four o'clock in the morning and so they prayed with me and they said okay Kristen we're going to sit down and we're going to pray about this where do you think God's leading you and reluctantly I was like well I really think I'm supposed to be a teacher (laughs) and uh, I actually switched to education the second semester of my sophomore year and just the doors just kind of started opening from there. Um, I loved kids and I had a lot of kids, a lot of experience with children from again, middle and high school and babysitting and um, being involved in the children's ministry back in my church at home. And so it was really just cool to see God's plan unfold in my life, even though I had kind of done what Jonah had did and kind of run away from his plan for my life for that year and a half. Um, And then woke up one day and was like, okay, you know what, maybe I do need to do this. And so giving education a try, um, that's what I pursued. And so that was what I graduated with. I graduated with a degree in early childhood education. Okay. And so in December of 2013, I got my degree and moved back to Alabama for a short season um, and got married a couple months after I graduated. But it was through that season after we got married we moved to the Hendersonville area and visited Long Hollow. We actually visited while we were engaged in dating. And I remember the first time that I came to Long Hollow, I told my husband, my now husband, Rob, I was like, let's just go look at the kids ministry. Just see what it looks like. Yeah. And I remember walking upstairs and seeing the hallways. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> so honestly, seeing the kids ministry is kind of what made the decision for us to come to church here. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, it was during that season, Kevin Azell was actually the pastor uh-huh. uh, at Long Hollow during that interim season. And so um, 
yeah, it was it was seeing the kids ministry that wow. really drew us to Long Hollow. That's cool. So it's great to hear just how God works behind the scenes. Absolutely. You know, when we look back, it's a lot easier for us to see yeah. how God was moving our lives. <laughs> yes. And at the at the moment, we're like, oh, what what's happening mm-hmm. here? What am I what am I doing? <laughs> um, but so it's cool for us to look back and can see more clearly how God was orchestrating events, uh, even for you to visit Long Hollow and visit walk through the kids yeah. area, not knowing. <laughs> that one day you'd be <laughs> leading that charge. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me what it means for you to be the 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 kids ministry manager. What does that mean? What what do you do? Uh, I get to hang out and love on kids and teach them about Jesus all the time. <laughs> That's the best way I can describe my job. I get to connect with families and um, help disciple families and teach families how to disciple their children. Hmm. Um, in the home, but also while kids are in our care at Long Hollow, uh, we do such, a, we are very intentional in what we're teaching mm-hmm. um, and how we are using even pastors' sermon series to teach children in age appropriate ways, of course, uh, different things that the truths that are in the scripture and how, again, the Bible is absolutely relevant to today and our lives today and the applications that we can pull from it. Um, yeah, tell me a little bit about that. I know there is a lot of kids programming and curriculum that's available today. Um, But here at Long Hollow, we've made the decision that the kids, what the kids learn and study on Sunday does most likely line up with what pastor's teaching in the worship service. Is that strategic? Can you tell me about that? Yes, it's absolutely strategic. And it's been a very fun project to undertake. We started actually last year writing our own curriculum based on pastor sermon series. And so we take um, the series that he has planned out and we will meet as a team and write using the outline that he has created age-appropriate mm-hmm. topics and age-appropriate um, Bible truths. And we'll have memory verses that go along with what pastor is speaking with on Sunday. So when mom and dad come and pick up their kindergarten first grader, Hey, what'd you learn about today? Oh, I learned about Psalm 23. Oh, I learned about Psalm 23. And so it really bridges that gap between parents asking their children what they learned about today Hmm. and the parent being able to connect and have conversation. Whereas sometimes parents may not know or understand the story that the kids talked about. We're bridging that gap and we're making that a possibility and really opening up the door for discipleship in the home so that our parents can can have conversations and have those discussions with their children about what it means to know Jesus and what a relationship with Jesus looks like. Um, from a very early age, we, we do it even in our preschool age group. So it's really neat to see, um, the connection of mom knowing, Hey, I talked about that today too. They have talking points in the car on the way home instead of what'd you learn about today? Um, God. <laughs> and so it's it's just neat to see that connection happen and the kids get excited that mom and dad are learning the same thing that I am mm-hmm. and they feel like they almost are smarter too because they're learning the same thing as mom yeah. and dad are. So Well, Pastor Robbie challenges us all the time uh, as parents that our family, that our children is the first group of people that God has called us to disciple, to make disciples of. Um And that's really scary, just being honest as a dad, that God has given me these four, five, if you include my wife, um, as people that I'm to be discipling, and I feel ill-equipped to do that a lot of times. And so I really appreciate 
the the goal that our kids ministry has of coming alongside us as parents to say, hey, we just want to help you in doing that. We don't want to replace you as parents, mm-hmm. but we want to equip you and to help you in discipling your kids. And so even that small thing, it's not a small thing, but even that decision to make the curriculum line up with what sermon I'm hearing um, is so helpful. I can't tell you how many times that what you just described, that scene takes place in our car. Mm-hmm. As I'm taking uh, Griffin, we're going to lunch or going home after the service, and I ask him, hey, what was today about? And I've got to get past the Jesus answers yeah. first. <laughs> but eventually, when we do, uh, he gets to, well, we talked about Jesus being our shepherd. Um that makes it so much easier for me, uh, and I need that. So thank you so much for equipping us as parents to do that. Absolutely. It's been a, again, it's been a really neat project to be a part of because in the beginning, we were given the opportunity to say, hey, we're going to write our own curriculum, and we were very excited, and it's been it's been a process from the start, but mm-hmm. it's been so neat to see the fruit from it already. We've only been doing it for about a year now, and just to see how many how many stories that have come from that to say, hey, you're helping me be able to talk to my child about scripture and about the word. And whereas before it was scary or it was daunting, it's a daunting task to talk about Bible stories that as an adult, we may not know because we weren't raised Mm -hmm. in children's church. And so some of the stories that I grew up knowing and know very well, some adults don't have that opportunity. So if we're teaching about David and Goliath, mom and dad may not even know who David and Goliath are. And so we're giving them the opportunity to make that connection. And so it's a really, it's a really neat opportunity to be a part of and to see just how it's opening so many doors for our parents to disciple their children in the home. Are there resources that parents have access to that help them uh, know what's going on in kids' ministry? We actually have just started using social media more heavily. Um, so we're really working to use Instagram and Facebook to give options or share things that we're talking about and different things like that, sort of as prompts throughout the week of this is what we learned on Sunday. This is how mm-hmm. you can talk about it. We also have our Discipleship in the Home page that we actually produce every week that gives those talking points of in the morning or in the car or at bath time, at dinner time, at bedtime. It's just little one line sentences, questions to engage in conversation with your child. Over. How do parents get that? Uh, so on Facebook, we have the page posted on Facebook, but we also have them printed in our children's areas. Okay. Uh, and so each week they're available for, you can grab a copy, you can take a screenshot of it on your phone and see each so if a parent misses one week and they still want to be following along, they could go to the Kids Ministry Facebook page? Yes. Long Hollow Children's Ministry is the Facebook page, and then Instagram is I Love LH Kids. Okay. Um, so those will be posted. And uh, again, we have just started really amping up our social media presence. So we're really trying to do a better job of using that as an outlet to connect with parents and show them, again, quick, easy ways to connect with their children throughout the week and different just topics and different things to say and uh, use via social media because that's such a easy outlet in today's time. Yeah. Tell me what a typical Sunday morning looks like if someone's hearing this and they're wanting to bring a child for the first time or invite some guests that uh, have kids. What does programming look like for children? So we have three service times and we offer children's programming during all three of those service times. They are identical in 
each service time has a small group and a large group aspect. So depending on the service time that you attend, children will be engaged in a small group time, which consists of 30 minutes of activities directly connected to the Bible lesson, the Mm -hmm. Bible story. And those activities can be anything from memory verse, movement activities, anything to get kids engaged in learning about scripture and topics that we're discussing that day. And then they will also be engaged in 30 minutes of large group time. And in the large group time, there is a host delivering uh, the Bible story for the day. And also there's worship and just a great interactive time of kids learning how to apply what they've just heard in large group and also what they've heard in their small group time to everyday life. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're giving them the opportunity to connect our Bible truth, which is really the take home point. It's just a one sentence phrase that they that we repeat throughout the lesson throughout Treehouse, which is our large group time. And they are, again, just engaging with other kids their age and also our small group leaders and our large group leaders in connection with what we're talking about that day. I've walked through kids ministry on Sunday morning and we call those large groups Treehouse, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and so as I walk through there, it looks like they're having so much fun. There is music and jumping around and they're having a blast. So I love that you guys uh, incorporate fun into the learning environments. My kids love it. Absolutely. I think some of the time whenever we're making up games and we're creating stuff specifically for our curriculum, we're making it to where they don't realize that they're actually learning scriptural topics. They're just playing games and having fun. And then we can say, hey, what was what was that phrase that you just said? And they're repeating the Bible truth without even realizing it. And so it's really neat to see their little brains connecting to stuff that they'll hopefully hide in their heart and remember for years to come. Now, there's a couple of big events that happen throughout the year in kids' ministry, too. I know uh, VBS is one of those. Kids Camp is one of those. Are there others that happen, or are those the two big ones? Those are our two biggest. Uh, The past two years, actually, we have done Fall Family Fun Night in October, um, and that is such a fun event. It's really just a time for our Long Hollow family to come and hang out and play games and have community, really meet with other families that have children that are their age. Uh, and just, again, the kids that play with each other on Sundays in small group, they get to connect and then mom and dad get to meet. And, mm-hmm. oh, I had no idea that you were my child's parents <laughs> friend or whatever. So it's really neat. Uh, that's an event that we have, again, done for the past two years. And it's so fun to see our Long Hollow family just connect and find community um, within our family, really. What are the dates for VBS this year? Do you know those? Yes, I do. VBS is June 3rd through the 7th. Uh, It starts again on a Sunday night, and we're going to do it at night again this year. And family night will be the 7th, which is a Thursday night. And that's outside with the blow-up games? Yes, yes. We're going to do that. that. Food trucks and all the the great things, um, (laughs) inflatables and everything. And then when is Kids Camp this year? Do you know those Kids Camp, I do. Kids Camp is June 25th through the 27th. And we will be going to Fort Bluff again in and Dayton. And that's what ages? Second through fifth grade. And okay. we do everything rising. So if you're going rising into second, second grade, grade, yes. Okay. And we'll base that off of May. The end of May is when we consider rising. I gotcha. So. And I'm sure parents can find out more information about all those things on the website, probably as they get closer. Yes. Um, well, I've been to Kids Camp, of course, at VBS and Fall Family Fun Night, um, but Kids Camp, too, the last two years, and my kids had a blast. The 
all the adults that volunteered, uh, I know had a blast. It's a it's a lot of fun. You guys do a great job at organizing it, making a safe, fun environment for kids to get away for a night or two and learn about Jesus in a completely different environment than their week. So thank you for doing that. Camp is one of the most fun events to plan, I think. We really love VBS as well because VBS is more about bringing Again, people in the area mm-hmm. to Long Hollow and to um, be a part of our children's ministry. And so it's an opportunity for kids to invite their friends and come to church where they may not do so otherwise. Family Night's also a great outlet for that, where we really just open up our doors and welcome kids to bring their parents to church, yeah. which is an awesome, an awesome experience. So we're very excited about summer 2018 here in LH Kids. Now, kids ministry is one of those areas, like most of the, the, the ministries in our church, but especially kids ministry that relies on volunteers. Uh, it's very volunteer heavy in that um, we we need a lot of people to serve, especially in a church our size. Can you talk about that a little bit? What are the opportunities that people in our church have to connect or serve in kids ministry? Absolutely. There are a number of different opportunities and And I think one of the biggest kind of things that scares people about volunteering in kids ministry is the time commitment. Um, And that's one of the great things about LH Kids is that you're not committing to a year, two years. It's really whatever your schedule will allow. We have a number of different volunteers that serve um, once a month, twice a month, every other month, just really whatever, uh, whatever works best for your family. We are a family-based ministry, so we want to make sure that if your heart is in LH Kids, we're not pulling you away from your family. You're able to engage in ministry alongside and with your family. And so, again, there are a number of different opportunities. We have small group leaders who are in the classroom teaching the kids, doing the activities with the kids, but that's not the only option. There are a number of different things, check-in attendance and welcoming new families. Our greeting team and our high team is actually something that we're looking at launching here in the next month. Um, With our large group experience, we have hosts, which are the actors, I guess you could say, on the stage delivering the Bible story. And with praise team, our kiddos who get up on stage and lead motions and sing and lead our worship really in LH Kids. So Kristen, if I'm a new or a potential volunteer who is saying, hey, I want to get plugged in at kids ministry. I just heard a whole lot of opportunities, which is awesome. But how do I figure out which one of those might be the best fit for me? So because there are so many opportunities, the best place to start is longhollow.com slash test drive. Okay. And that will give you the opportunity to register and fill out a form that you'll answer some questions of this is a role that I think I might be interested in. And really a test drive is an opportunity for you to come and really test LH kids. So you can try different areas and see, maybe I want to be a check-in attendant, or maybe I want to be a hallway coordinator and see what those roles actually look like before making a commitment to actually So do you fill. shadow mm-hmm. existing volunteers? Yes. Yeah, we, we definitely don't just kind of throw you to the wolves <laughs> the very first time. You, uh, as a test drive... Wait, you're not calling the kids wolves. Oh, not so. at all. Okay. Not okay. at all. Okay. No. <laughs> just the general, just in the, general Yeah, wolves. just the general gotcha. coming gotcha. to just LH a, kids. Just a saying. Yes. I gotcha. So... In Test Drive, you shadow and follow one of our experienced volunteers and answer any questions that you might have. And a Test Drive is intended to 
give you the opportunity to try out different areas. And once you find an area that you're comfortable in and you feel that you want to serve and you're a member of Long Hollow, mm-hmm. you are given the opportunity to shadow in that role multiple weeks. So even after you've said, hey, I think I want to be a hallway coordinator. After you've decided and we have, again, all of the necessary paperwork sure. and stuff that we need and you're a member of Long Hollow and all of the requirements are met, we don't just say, OK, here you go. You've sure. done your test drive. You're given multiple weeks to shadow and make sure that, hey, you're meeting the people that you're going to be yeah. coordinating with and you're developing those relationships on the front end instead of, again, just kind of tossing you out there and saying, good luck. So, <laughs> so you really come alongside new volunteers Absolutely. and train them and work them. Um, work with them to be comfortable and to have the knowledge and experience they need uh, to be successful. That's great. I may borrow some of those ideas for the creative team as we onboard new volunteers as well. We're Is gonna, that okay? We're going to trademark some of them. So, I mean... <laughs> Kids ministry test drive. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Kristen, how can we be praying for you and Rob and your family? Uh, but also, how can we be praying for our kids' ministry? Just for this year, we have a very large vision of connecting with the families that we have. And I think in this role that I am in and now being a new mom, it's definitely changed my perspective on a lot of things. And so I want to make sure that I'm doing the best that I can in all of the roles and all the hats that I'm currently wearing as a mom, as a wife, and also as a leader in this children's ministry to continue doing what God's called me to do, but also to do it well and to be able to do each role to the level that God has created me to. And so I think that's been honestly a personal struggle that I've had as of recent with wearing that mom hat and the wife hat and the leader hat. Uh, It's been a challenge to really do each role to its to its best to its fullest and so uh, just I think truthfully praying for the ability to fulfill the calling that God has placed on my life and to do it to the the level of greatness that he has set in front of me well I appreciate as uh, a pastor here at Long Hollow you recognizing that as something of importance. Uh, pastor Robbie tells our leadership team all the time, and I think it applies to all of our staff, that the most important thing, the most valuable thing you have to offer our congregation is not the skills and talents God has given you, but is your personal walk with Jesus. And so the fact that you're thinking, how can I walk closely with Jesus, be the best mom that I can be and the best wife that I can be, and then be the best kids minister um, I can be. I I have great confidence in you. And so thank you, Kristen. Thank you for being here today to share just a little bit about you and about our kids ministry. Thank you so much for having me. It was a great time. Thank you for listening to the Long Hollow Stories podcast. If you have a story you would like to share or have a question concerning today's episode, email us at podcast at longhollow.com. Thank you.